for at least five years. At least. At least. At least. Mage Talk is brought to you by Mage Mojo. We know that you have a lot of options out there when it comes to Magento hosting, but we want you to give Mage Mojo a try. Not only do they have the fastest SLA at 15-minute response time in the entire industry, but they will also pay to get you back on your old host if you don't like it. We want to give you this special offer, and you can get the code to get that special offer in the middle of the show. Thanks to Mage Mojo for their continued support of Mage Talk. Mage Talk is brought to you by Vertex, the leader of tax technology solutions and services for corporations worldwide. They're a Magento premier partner trusted by over half of the Fortune 500. Vertex Cloud meets the sales and use tax needs for businesses of all sizes. Visit them online today at vertexsmb.com. This podcast is brought to you by Commerce Hero, better way to find a Magento developer for your next project or full-time hire. Hello and welcome to Mage Talk, episode number 157. <laughs> There's zero reason to laugh there, none. I forgot it, like, you told me it. like two seconds ago and then I forgot already. Um, well, how's it going, Phil? Good! Hey, dude, you sound super relaxed right now. Thanks. I Well, I am currently reclined. I have a nice little <laughs> setup here in my new Austin podcast studio. Um, oh, this guy... And- and by, and by podcast studio, I mean a little room in the front of my house with French doors on it and, and zero sound insulation. <laughs> I had been looking forward to this being like a full-on podcast. I'd been calling it my, you know, I told you I'm going to have a new podcast studio. Yeah. And, uh, and then I got here and there's like a three-inch gap under the doors, under the French doors. <laughs> Uh, it's French doors and there's a three inch gap at the bottom. It's like, he's basically in the open air outside. uh, I'm basically swimming in the ocean is, is about as good as the the sound quality. Yeah. You've got a palatial space though. So uh, you get a little nice little ambience. You're you're chilling in your Ikea Ektorp right now. Here's the funny man. You're a little bit low key about your house because you're you're telling me I have a palatial place. And dude, I saw a picture the other day. Uh, you guys back up to a lake, right? Yeah, yeah. It's you actually the water. Talk? It's the water hazard on the 18th hole of a golf course. Oh my that's, gosh, that's dude, fun. that's freaking amazing! Yeah, yeah well, there's it's, a, it's a beautiful there's view. A, yeah, there's a golf course in 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 the homeowner community. We don't back up to it or a, or any kind of a pond or lake. There is a nice <laughs> little pond. I call it a lake. I tell my kids, look at the lake. And then Angelica's like, it's a pond. It's that not is, a lake. That is a water retention feature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, so it's a beautiful, we, so we moved in just a week. What day is it today? Thursday. So we drove out on last Wednesday, me and my buddy Steve, we drove 24 hours straight LA to Austin um, like a couple of animals. And uh, when you said you drew, you drove uh, 24 hours straight, I thought to myself, I'm like, surely Dylan <laughs> didn't do that alone. Surely. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, did that, that, I, I try to make it sound as cool because we were planning to take a stop midway through. And of course my wife wanted me to do that. Sure. And then as we were going, I was like, dude, no, just, just get there. Power. Let's, let's get just, there. Let's just power. Yeah. Let's get it done. Plus, this is kind of a once in a lifetime thing. And then you have a really cool story. And oh, yeah. you get to say that punchline. I drove 24 hours straight LA to Austin. So yeah. I'm, I'm milking it. You know, I'm milking it wherever I go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what she but, said. Oh my gosh. What is wrong with me today? So, so dude, get off the, I have, a, I have one delete of your account. Yeah. Delete, delete your, your account. account. Speaking of deleting accounts, <laughs> uh, uh, we, we actually, we, uh, I bullied someone into deleting their account earlier this week and I was on vacation too. So I have absolutely no excuse. Um, but we'll, <laughs> we'll have that whole, we'll have that whole conversation. Imagine what you would do if you weren't on vacation. You dude, could, if, you could, if I went on sabbatical, we could basically like turn over the entire government. I'm pretty sure. You we could get everybody to, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Drain you the swamp. Clean, drain the Twitter drain, swamp. <laughs> You could drain the whole swamp. Have you uh, um, changed uh, political affiliation since moving to Texas now? You kind of have to, right? I have. They, yeah, they we, require we you Yeah, no, we re-registered yeah. all our uh, affiliations. Um, yep. yep. And you made some so, campaign contributions. You're, you're swearing it. 100%, 100%. All of our... No, it's it's funny you mentioned campaign contributions and stuff because <laughs> this, uh, this sales guy... So I experienced my first sales guy coming to the door of your house, right? Yeah. Must be a very common thing for homeowners. And uh, it was just very interesting because he was very friendly. He was like, hey, I'm from the neighborhood. 
The reason I thought of the politics thing is I'm imagining like a political guy <laughs> coming to your door, shaking your hand, pressing the flesh and hey, vote for me kind of thing, right? And it was just that kind of a sales thing. And he, he, was, he was like pushing it really hard. Anyway, it was just a very interesting experience. It felt like a very homeowner slash Texas experience. Um, <laughs> I've now talked I love about that, that you're like talking about this like it's quaint. Like I, yes, had, a, yes. I had my very first homeowner yes. experience as a Texas <laughs> homeowner. And I'm sitting here like, bro, that's just annoying. It just sounds completely annoying, right? No, no, I know. But because it was the first, it was just I was just I was just soaking the moment up. I was like, this is so interesting. Um, I was I was self-reflecting on it. But uh, speaking of self-reflection, yeah. Yeah, you your meditation to... is very different than my meditation. We have two different <laughs> types of meditation, you and me. Uh, no, that's that's really this that's true. really really funny. Um, yeah, that's you know it's interesting. So you've been a homeowner before in the past, though. What's the difference Condo between? Owned. Oh, okay. Oh, so, I see. This, this is, is the first time. Family residence. Yeah. yeah, this is the first time, you know, got our own yard, got, and, uh, and, and again, have your own front door where people can just walk up and, and sell you stuff. So um, <laughs> I installed, have you heard of ring.com? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. doorbell thing. I installed that. How is it? Um, it's it's super cool. It's super cool. I'm trying to remember. Oh, my buddy, my buddy from my co-working space recommended it. It's really cool. So they ring the, the doorbell. It hooks into your to your regular doorbell, and it hooks into an app. It shows you a video. Yeah. Of them, you can talk to the video. So, like, let's say you're not home. Well, I, I somebody, talk to all the videos that I watch, but this one they can actually hear you, right? They can actually hear you. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> Uh, it's super, I, it's super cool. I, I installed it myself, which I'm also quite proud of. It's a little crooked, but eh, it, it, you know, I'm still waiting for somebody to push it really hard and for it to just completely fall off. But, mm. um, but I mean, it's, I'm looking into all sorts of smart home stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah, for the sure. doorbell, the, the, the vacuum so cool. cleaner, like it's really the nest. Um, so we're going to eventually circle back into e-commerce ish related territory. So we're talking smart home stuff now and we're, we're, getting, <laughs> we're there. getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. You're, at, least just, we're, just, at least everybody knows now after 150 seven episodes, what to expect from us. That it's, just, it's, it's, it's the first 20 minutes are just going to be us talking about they literally understand. nothing, uh, of any value. It. Uh, whereas, um, so we, we've actually, we've four, we four X our audience in, uh, on uh, future commerce uh, between June uh, and December, we had a big pop. We did a bunch of really cool stuff. We uh, did a lot of uh, ad work, yeah, so, social spending. We 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 put out um, a blog on Medium. I wasn't even going to talk about this, but it's tangentially related. We put a blog out on Medium about conversational commerce, okay, uh, and. Uh, it blew up. We had 400 uh, likes on Facebook and like, I don't know, some like I don't know, shares or something. And like people went crazy over this, this particular blog that I wrote. And that's really cool. Yeah. They were really into it. And so we found this little, this cool little audience. And, um, and like, I, I don't know, we, we, we gained thousands and thousands of listeners overnight, which is cool. But what, what, what happens is, that's amazing. is that, and they're very engaged. Unlike the Mage Talk audience, we love you guys, but you guys, you know, you, you never talk to us. So I don't even know if you actually exist. But these people, they like to complain. And if you don't just talk about commerce, like we're getting all kinds of like really nasty emails. Like, like mm. you guys say it's commerce in the title, but you're talking about blockchain that has nothing to do with retail. And I'm like, wow. so, so I'm, I'm starting to feel a little bit of the uh, gratitude for the Mage Talk audience who just puts up with us talking about literally everything. Um, right, right. Like those people are just in it for the content. They don't care at all sure. about who you are or anything like that. Yes, pr- precisely. some interesting content. They, they want to hear the content and that's it. And yep. th- in some ways, that's, that's, that's a cool That's a really cool thing. problem to have. It's like, like, okay, that's awesome. Good. Yeah. I want that feedback, you know? Give me that feedback. Like, I remember like with like for me, like when, when launching a product and getting and building a customer base, customer base, like with MageMail, initially pretty much everybody is people you know, word of mouth. And then when you start to get to people that really don't know you from Adam and, and everything and they're still interested, that's when you know there's something there. Yeah. So that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, good, yeah, precisely. That's really and when people math. discover you like, you know, organically. It's they've come looking for something. Whereas mm-hmm. I, f- I feel mm-hmm. like it's it's the opposite of what you're doing right now, which is looking for uh, social proof. Like you're, you're you're looking for people in your social network who have experience with you know Wi-Fi mesh networks, which is 
you know, a way to get recommendations about stuff. But I feel like Mage Talk listeners discover Mage Talk not because they're looking for Magento podcasts, but because they've heard about Mage Talk through someone else. And I feel like that comes with just a different level of expectation of what the show that is. Said, that said, I, I do think that's true. But that said, remember how you said somebody like Googled and found Mage Talk and then oh, that's and true. The, yeah, so that I definitely happens. Are. Yeah. I also think the Magento community is just nicer. Like, I just think that, I, I just think we've talked uh, about this You're before. right. You're right. I think in general, they're just nicer. You're right. So we do have the best community ever. You mm-hmm. look at like PHP it's and true. all the PHP and Laravel drama that there always is. Like this, we have oh none of that gosh. stuff. Yeah, now we will because I've jinxed us. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to 2018 predictions. Oh my Would you gosh. Like to, uh, tee uh, this one up. For yeah, the, sure. For the uh, blog over on mageworks.com uh, was uh, just a, you know, just a few days ago. Um, <clears throat> they put out their annual uh, Magento, 10 Magento experts predictions for Magento in 2018. And some names that you may recognize, some you may not. Uh, so, uh, for instance, Gabriel Guarino, he's, uh, over at Simplific. Uh, he is a Magento master, uh, and, uh, pretty well-known, uh, uh, folk about the town. Uh, Lars Rotig, uh, from Tech Division. Tom Kuartka, who's your new best friend, uh, and, uh, the Tommy C- K. Yeah, the CEO of Devante, who comes up a lot now because of, uh, all their awesome work. They actually went, um, 1.0, I think, on... Or no, no, no. They they reached public beta uh, and some state of completeness for API coverage for their uh, their new view storefront uh, mm, for yeah. uh, for PWAs on Magento, which is a, a separate effort and a and a you know an open source effort that's uh, tangential to Magento's PWA effort. But that's a whole other story uh, that I don't know if we'll cover today. Um, a bunch of names of people that I haven't heard of before, which I'm always super excited about. So, um, and a bunch of the uh, Andrew Pemberton, who uh, would have been referred to as Pembo uh, over <laughs> at iWeb. Uh, uh, Rebecca Brockton used to work at iWeb with uh, Andrew Pemberton, and a lot of people call him Pembo. But uh, other than that, those people that I just mentioned, I hadn't heard of the other folks, with the small exception of Tim Bishashvili. Timmy B. We need a jingle for Timmy B. Yeah, because we have talked about him a time or two. Yeah. Everyone's angry at Timmy B. <laughs> He's no stranger to controversy. That's He's for sure. no stranger to controversy. You like that? <laughs> so you heard it here first from Timmy B. <laughs> oh my word! So Tim Tim Bishashvili, who hasn't been mentioned on the show in about a year, I think the last time was uh, mentioned in in regards to lizards and pumpkins, which was. Uh, you know, I've I've probably mischaracterized to some degree as a fork of the Magento project, or sort of like a big sort of thumbs up at the Magento project, if you will, to say you know, thanks for all the fish, see you guys. Uh, but for whatever reason, you know, he's always had sort of a a sarcastic and you know, I think what he thinks is sort of a dry humor take on Magento, but it right. usually comes off as just you know criticism and and negativ- negativity. And he's done some objectively funny stuff. Yeah, to me. <laughs> he's done some objectively funny stuff. I mean, I've 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 actually laughed at some of his delivery in the past. He's and I've met him. He's a nice guy. Yeah. I don't I don't think he's I don't while I think he wants to be controversial, you know, I don't think that he means it in a way to uh to try to cause harm, but that's not that's not necessarily how it comes off. So this is how he opens up in his prediction for uh, Magento 2018 on MageWorks blog, is that being a Magento expert, here's the question, being a Magento expert, what expectations do you place on the Magento platform and its community in 2018? Tim Bishashvili, I don't think much will change if Magento files bankruptcy. And I'm like, what, 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 what? <laughs> if Magento files bankruptcy, nice, I don't relaxed think it will- opening there. It will happen in 2018. I'm sure they will survive another year. So my prediction is that they will keep patching bogus security issues of 1.x, trying to scare merchants and push them toward the abyss migration to 2.x. And then if you... His is ostensibly the shortest interview. um, And he says stuff like this data... You know, the data is fake. Uh, people know that 2.0 is not a panacea. Um, you know, well, specifically the data that yeah. he said was fake. They asked him about, apparently on Built With is showing that 73% of all Magento stores run on Magento 2 now. Yeah. 27% on 1.2 to 1.9, which I also find extremely hard to believe. Yeah, that's hard to believe. But to say the data is fake and that there are greedy agencies and that, uh, you know... <laughs> 
<laughs> I, you know what it, the way he says things is just, ugh. um, it's, it's a little intense. Yeah. For sure. It's super intense. And, you know, so, and, and it shows, you know, it shows to wit and, I don't. Okay. So anyway, I criticized I'm so it. Surprised that you're talking about this, by the way. Well, it just it shows some, and I don't want to say this in a in a mean way. It shows that there's not an understanding on his part of how things work. Magento cannot file for bankruptcy. It doesn't work that way. Magento is in mm-hmm. private equity. They are an owned property by two, not one, two, two companies. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was uh, Premiera, which came in in 2014 or 2015, I think. Um, mm-hmm. That was that was the Premiera came in and took a, a, a stake in Magento. And then they sold a part of that off uh, to an Asian firm, which I forget the name of at the moment. Something House? Some, yeah. Something yeah. House? yeah. yeah. I, I, love, I love doing this on purpose to Ben Marks. He's like freaking out right now. He's <laughs> screaming at the. At Cap the, House? Cap, Cap House. No. Hill House. Hill, Hill House. house. Yeah. 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 There you go. Uh, and so there's two there's two companies who have who own basically the majority of Magento, right? So right. why so unless those companies file for bankruptcy, how can Magento file for bankruptcy? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's just a, that's, this, it, yeah. it's it's just it doesn't. He's showing that he doesn't understand unless he's being intentionally subversive. Um, so anyway, we confronted him uh, on Twitter, and I said, you know, this is you what confronted I said him. was I confronted him, <laughs> and I said this is you know this is a. Uh, you know, a take that is nihilistic and and basically, you know, toxic and it doesn't belong in our community. And I, I, I hate that we keep giving people, you know, with this take a voice when we're talking about a prediction for 2018. Like, this should be a positive sort of a thing of how can we... And positivity doesn't mean that you have to love everything about what Magenta is doing, but it could come when what can we do differently to affect the outcome. But that's not what this is coming... This is not the place it's coming from. And there are other negative criticisms in this blog. Mm-hmm. He's not the only one. There's other people with similar takes, right? And And... You know, but every one of them are really from a developer point of view about the the health of the code base or the quality of the code base and decisions that are being made at a technical level. And my 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 challenge to the developers that are listening and and taking taking stock in Magento right now is we are beyond that point in Magento's maturity curve. We are at broad market adoption. Right. And whether you like it or not, the stuff that the minutiae that happens in the code base. Whether you adopt Magento or not, whether you ditch Magento for Spriker or not, whatever, it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't because the merchants that are adopting Magento are not adopting Magento anymore for the community-driven open source code base. Uh, That might have been a selling point. It is one small part of all of the things that they're considering right now. So Magento's matured. Do you think SAP... Is is going away uh, as as you know as an enterprise uh, solution uh, at any time? It's like ostensibly one of the most complex and convoluted code bases that that exists. Like banks run still on mainframes, and you know, mm-hmm. and like just because complexity and difficulty in programming is there doesn't mean that it won't be successful or I be that, around for the long term. Yeah. I think people, you know, that what is it, what is that people people have a hard time um, estimating in their head exponential growth. What is that? Right. There's, a, there's a much better way of expressing that. People mm-hmm. have a hard time. Kalen's have a hard time <laughs> expressing with their mouth and. There's also, uh, like, like if you tell someone something's going to grow exponentially and they can sort of intellectually like, okay, I get it. But then when it happens, they go, whoa. And I think similarly, people don't quite understand how long, how sort of sticky B2B software is. Like it, it, it just, and you could have issues. You could have, you know, everything has problems. You could have significant issues with a piece of software at the code level, but when a when a piece of B2B software is in place with within a certain segment of the economy, like a sucker keeps chugging. And yeah. I think people I think that's sort of a little bit of what you're expressing. And I think that's something people uh kind of maybe underestimate a little bit when they say things like, Well, I think Magento will be around for another year, maybe. It's like I actually I, I keep thinking back to the Headworks uh 
Headworks did a nice blog post where they looked at growth and maturity curves of uh, different <laughs> yeah, e-commerce platforms. That. Always commerce, and they and they sort of projected out two different paths for Magento based on how uh, Magento two um, took on. And in in either case, you're you're looking at in decade. Even if something does, you know, everything eventually declines. But you're on the time scale of decades, not like months or years. Um, yeah. So, if you if you only look back a year, Magento is in in a exponential skyrocket. You know, if you look back, you know, ten years, you'll see peaks and troughs. Yeah, right? that's that's just that's how this stuff goes. And because you've adopted, you know, a, a software, I guess my challenge to you would be, you know, try to look at things from a little bit of a higher level than than just your day to day you know, dealings with a code base. And by all means, like be critical of the platform. I've been a very critical voice of of things that have happened in the past that I don't like. But I'm, you know, it, it, in general, uh, one small thing does not, you know, one small thing that affects me doesn't mean that there's something, you know, toxic or, or a failure mm-hmm. is on, on the horizon for everybody. The other thing too is, so I confronted Tim and I said, mm-hmm. You know, this is a toxic. Uh, you know, it's toxic the way you're you're even talking about this. Talesh C. Parson out of nowhere basically comes to Tim's defense, and I and I appreciate him for that. He says, you know, you you can't say it doesn't belong in the community, Philip. Like you, you know, he he has a voice. He he has a point of view. I want to know why. So then he goes into basically a, a patch he disagreed with earlier in the year mm-hmm. uh, about um, about Simlinks. And uh, effectively, Magento, you know, used a, uh, instead of trying to fix the issue in Tim's estimation, something that could have been fixed, Magento just, you know, cut it off at the knees and said, no more Simlinks in Magento. So that means Modman doesn't work anymore and all these other things, right? So he was really angry about the way that played out. But then a bunch of other people jump in and were like, yeah, but, uh, you know, I guess maybe you don't know the history. So here's all the history and here's how they tried to fix it five different ways. And eventually they just said, listen, we're not going to continue to address this patch over and over and over and over and over again. So we're just going to cut it off and we're not going to allow some links at all. And, you know, that's when Tim just gave up on his argument and he deleted his account. And I'm sad that he did um, because I want him to be involved in the conversation and call and be, you know, you know, but he should have been involved in the Simlink conversation when it happened six months ago. And, mm. uh, and, and now we're all worse for him having deleted his account. And now we can't talk with him yeah, about it. Yeah, that's a bummer. Um, yeah, that's a bummer. So I certainly, I want to extend an apology if I, you know, created a problem for Tim. I mean, he put himself out there in the blog. I was responding to the blog. Certainly didn't ask him to go delete his account. But I, I want us to be able to have hard conversations without it having to be personal attacks uh, or be taken as a personal attack. So anyway, that's my whole thing. And we hadn't talked about it on the show and I just want to get it out there, you know? Yeah. Well, there you go. There we have it. Um, and now you're just going to change the subject. Do you have any thoughts? Like, um, I, I mean, I, I just think that I, I probably wouldn't agree that it's, I don't I think toxic is maybe too strong of a word. Um, I would say that, you know, people respond to incentives and when somebody is not in a partner program and they're not in, you know, kind of the agency ecosystem um, and, 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 and things like that, it can be very, you know, it can just be much easier to be critical. I mean, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, some of the criticism you levied at Shopify last night. And when, Which I then deleted, by the way. Oh, you did? Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, okay, now I'm talking about it. Great. Fantastic. Cool. Um, but, <laughs> but I think that, you know, it, it can be easy to be critical. Maybe, maybe, you know, it was, it was, it was probably, uh, a, a bit overboard, a bit much. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I would probably not completely call that, uh, you know, toxic and, and it's a bummer that he deleted his account because, um, you know, he's been in the Magento community for a while and, and, uh, you know, what you said, we're probably all worse off for that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think yeah, he wouldn't be the first person that, you know, I ticked off and had blocked me or deleted nah, their account. I mean, nah, he wouldn't, he definitely wouldn't. And I certainly don't want to continue that behavior. I don't know that I, you know, I, I would apologize if I, if I, you know, I do apologize if I, you know, caused him undue harm. My, yeah. I, I, let me also say though, I think that, 
probably I think that it also that it came from a good motive from you of like wanting to kind of not see like toxicity. Like I've, I've been in this sort of different mode. Like, I don't know, it's the new year I moved, whatever, where if I see something on Twitter that feels kind of negative or whatever, like I've just been muting like crazy and I highly recommend it because it can be easy to kind of just, you, you've got a little bit of negativity or you call it toxicity or whatever. And then there's a little bit more and then you're kind of just sw- swimming in it a little bit. Sure. And it, it is, it is nice. And of course you could say now you're getting yourself into a filter bubble and things like that, but it is nice to just not like, you know, you kind of are what you're surrounded by. And if you're surrounded by beauty, if you're surrounded by positivity, that's going to be, uh, that, that, that's going to change the way you think and, and, and the way that you are. So I think with all the toxicity there is in social media, I think that, you know, trying to kind of combat that, whether it's calling it out, whether it's just trying to filter it out for yourself, I think can be a, a really you know, healthy thing to do. Yeah, that, I, I, that's a beautiful summation. I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. And you know, again, I, I wanted to come through. I don't know if he's listening to the show, but uh, if you, if you are listening to him, hey man, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to jump down your throat. I just want us to have conversations uh, that are that are honest and frank. And uh, as honest and frank as you were about the way you felt in that blog, I wish that we could have those conversations on social media too. Um, but that's, uh, you know, anyway, that is what it is. Call call me, bro. Call me. Yeah. And, uh, moving on, I can't believe we didn't lead with this, but moving on on to something a little, little beauty, speaking of beauty and positivity and light and glory, uh, (laughs) TV launched, uh, Vinay cop, um, longstanding Titan and pillar of the Magento community. Titan, Titan and Pillar. Titan and Pillar. Use those both both in one sentence. Mm. And uh, so he launched it. He's got some videos up. Um, There are some initial videos that are, uh, I think, free, 33 total, an hour and 16 minutes of videos. Um, I took a quick look at one or two of them. Uh, They're nicely um, edited. They're um, uh, nicely broken down. So the section of videos that are available are within setup scripts. So you've got introduction to setup scripts, creating a new table, managing changes over time, inspecting table structure. And then he shows you the the other sections that there aren't videos for, but there will be. So admin HTML, dependency injection, patterns and principles, lots of fun stuff. So it looks like some of this is going to be free uh, for a little introductory period. And, um, and then you'll, we'll still, I'm sure he'll slap on a, a business model onto it. So it's looking really good. And um, I, I really am excited to see where this goes. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, it's, it's actually changed quite a bit since my, uh, my original demo. And I, I think he's kind of taken the uh, approach to, you know, ship it, just launch, like just get something out and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll rev it. Uh, as we go, and I think he launched a little earlier than he was planning on. I think he he put it out uh, just before uh, Meet Magento India, um, and that's uh, so it, or right around the same time. And and I think he was planning to announce when it was going to land at that date. So I'm pretty excited that he's just decided to just get it going. Um, yep. Yeah, and now Absolutely. we can now we can actually instead of talking about Alan Storm's blog design, we can talk about Mage Two TV and and help uh, help him get. <laughs> Get designed up. So somebody give some somebody contribute a Grease Monkey CSS script to him, won't, won't you please? Yep. Um, there you go. Could could probably CSS CSS this bad boy up a little bit. Speaking of CSS, can I can I toot our own horn? Magetalk.com oh, is looking. Bad. Oh yes. Oh yes. Absolutely. You, have you been Have you been following what uh, what's been happening over on Magetalk.com? Following along. Yeah. How how sick does it look now, bro? I've it been looks following so along with interest. Yeah. No, it looks uh especially on mobile because it was fairly rough on mobile. I love sure. the the artwork uh the episode artwork that um that uh we're doing. You have a friend that's doing that, right? No, actually it's just me now. <laughs> I just oh, do so it all myself. It, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. Um <clears throat> super super looking great on mobile. Um yeah. man, you've been and you've been really driving most of this. We we got to got to say I can't try to take much credit for this. Um so it's looking great, man. It's looking really yeah, 
Nice. And you also popped out, you squeezed out some episodes from Imagine, James Zetlin and Mark Lavelle, which uh, I hear have been getting some nice traction. So, yeah. And people have really been, uh, you know, responding to those. I've been getting my CSS on, my Flexbox on, you know, gotta, gotta, gotta rev those skills sometimes. You know, I'm just a salesman now. I I don't, I don't do anything (laughs) but just sell. So, uh, the last time I called you a salesman, you, you almost went into cardiac arrest. You were like, hey, wait a second. All this running though, my heart rate is so slow these days. Like it's, (laughs) it's, I take it a little easier than I used to. That's good. That's good. Um, But magetalk.com, if you haven't checked it out, and there's so many cool things happening over there. Rebecca Brockton and Vinay Kopp, uh, their community faves edition is coming out uh, in the next week or so. So by the time you hear this, that should be up. You should check that out as well. And we'll uh, keep bringing you, uh, you know, highlights from people in the community who, you know, who have favorite episodes that want to talk about how much they love Mage Talk. So it's pretty cool. Dude, um, that's amazing. Yeah. I, Crushing uh, it. I am probably taking a little bit of a pause on the podcast stuff I've been doing for Commerce Hero. Um, I might circle back to it at some point. Um, but I don't know, you know, I was hitting it pretty hard. We're doing daily, which was fun. Um, me and my buddy Steve, and I feel like we were squeezing some, some good nuggets out. Um, and it was interesting. (laughs) (laughs) It was interesting to play with different formats to play with video, you know, put a little investment into the video content, things like that. Um, but I I don't know. it, it, It was, um, it was a good challenge to try to do daily, but it was almost kind of like putting out content for the sake of content um, mm. versus sort of like, I don't know, talking about what you're, what I'm learning or things that I'm really fast. I mean, I was talking about things that I was learning or, 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 or struggling with, you know, day to day, but I don't know. So I'm, I'm just taking a little pause. We ended up doing, I think about 50 episodes, which was, which was pretty cool. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So we will see where that goes. But uh, you, you are now my, the only podcast man in my life. <laughs> Which I, is terrifying. Like when, when you're distracted, I, I get all these things done. Now I have to, <laughs> now I have to, uh, now, now, now we're going to have to be really intentional again. And that's, uh, that's going to stress me out. No, we I'm just are. kidding. I, I, I'm up. really proud of you, man. That's so hard to stick to. I, when, I remember uh, in year two, I think, of Mage Talk, you and I did, went to twice a week. And I remember. I thought you were going to say we almost killed each other because that was well, something. We did that almost kill each other. Maybe those two <laughs> things actually went hand in hand. Um, but putting out uh, an aggressive published schedule like that is so much work. Yeah. And there's there's no efficiency in trying to get things like recorded all at one time. If anything, it's it actually kind of makes it harder mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. because you, you, it's like an exponential requirement. Now you have to go back and cut things out, and you have to try to make them sound like they were you know contextually standalone information when they weren't actually. They mm-hmm. oh for crying out loud, it's just. Uh, uh, I, I I feel for that. I feel for you, and I it can be so fatiguing. I really don't understand how people uh, that are you know Instagram and and uh, like social media personalities and yeah. and the and the rate at which you know content does is it just doesn't isn't valuable anymore. Yeah, that that's got to be so fatiguing. So I, I totally get it. Uh, but congratulations on fifty stinking episodes. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mage Talk is brought to you by MageMojo, a 360-degree customer support Magento hosting company. 360-degree customer support means every facet of your store is under support when you're at MageMojo. That's everything from the performance of your store to code-level support in the Magento core, and even patches will be applied by MageMojo on your behalf without your having to worry about a single thing. They have the fastest SLA in the entire Magento hosting realm, and they'll even give you money to switch back to your old host if you don't like them. I want you to try them out today at magemojo.com. That's M-A-G-E-M-O-J-O.com slash talk for a special offer. Mage Talk is brought to you by Vertex. Vertex is a Magento premier partner, providing cloud and on-premise solutions that can be tailored to specific industries for every major line of tax, including sales and use, income, value added, and payroll. Vertex Cloud is the SaaS solution that automates sales and use tax, including calculation and returns. 
With multiple service levels and flexible pricing models, Vertex Cloud meets the sales and use tax needs for businesses of all sizes, from recognizable brands like Honda, Pepsi, and Verizon to small businesses the world over. Find out more today at vertexsmb.com and be sure to mention Mage Talk to get 15 months for the price of 12. Once again, that's vertexsmb.com. Mage Talk is brought to you by Commerce Hero. Have you ever had trouble finding a Magento developer, whether hiring in-house, looking for a freelancer, or trying to find an agency? We're solving exactly that problem by building a database of developers and agencies with rich profiles, including tags to indicate their specialties, projects they've worked on, endorsements from other developers, and ratings on work that's been completed. If you're interested in that, sign up for free at commercehero.io. I actually didn't know until the pre-show that you'd you'd put pause on. I thought you were no, no. just because of the move, and yeah. and uh, I had two weeks off, so I, I was checked out. I didn't realize that you were uh, just going to do something else. Are you going to still do the like solo Kalen talking to the phone thing? Because that was kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, um, I might play around with a little bit. Uh, it it was. Um, I don't know. It's interesting because I've always felt like doing the video stuff is a little. I don't know, maybe a little cheesy, but then mm-hmm. I thought it it seems like if just from a purely analytical perspective, it seems like a, a good way to get engagement. You pay more attention to a video than you do to an audio clip. But I don't know, you have to be sort of comfortable with it. And I, I still don't know entirely how comfortable I am with with doing that. Just putting your slapping yourself out there in video all the time. But um, so I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was, uh, it was an experiment. I like to experiment and dabble and fail fast. So we'll see. We'll see where it that's comes. awesome. Yeah. That's, that's totally cool. Uh, so, so I can't call you a Gary V of Magento anymore. Now I got to call you something else. Tough. Yeah. yeah it's I don't tough. know. You're just Kalen Jordan, bro. Just call me the Elon Musk. Uh, you're just Kalen friggin' Jordan. Just call me the Elon Musk. I'll take that. I'll... I will not, I will not extend you that <laughs> honor. On you're, like, you're like, I'm not, I'm not even going to comment on that. Actually, as a, as an aside, didn't you get a Tesla three? Weren't you like thinking okay, about so that? I at did one put point? a deposit on one like many moons ago. It, yeah, two years were, ago. Initially, they were supposed to land uh, end of 2017, right? Sure. And then, <laughs> sure. And then they got extended so far. I just completely forgot about it, and I, I'm assuming I can get my deposit back at some point. Um, yeah, but well, they're supposedly actually starting initial deliveries in three or four weeks, so. Yeah, yeah, but I there's no way I'm at the beginning of the queue. I mean, I'm I'm assuming it would be like end of 2018, if anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, can you believe it's 2018? It's just crazy. It's weird. It's a weird number. It's a weird number. Yeah. 2018. It takes yeah. some we're, getting used to. Yeah, this is uh, we're we're now uh, in our fourth year of Mage Talk. We started it in 2014. Dude. And, We've been uh, together. I've been in multiple cities. I've gone from Oxnard. That's true. Yep. Monrovia to yep. Uh, to now here in Austin. In Austin, Oxnard, uh, Oxnard no longer exists. It's been consumed with fires. Uh, <laughs> Monrovia, you, uh, well, we all know what you did to Monrovia, and let's we we shan't speak about Monrovia, <laughs> shan't we? Um, we all know about that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in, <laughs> no, other, awesome, in other related news, uh, Meet Magento India, 2018, put on by Brent and the team over at Magento. Uh, when what was the date on that sucker exactly? I believe it was uh, the eighth of January, I think. Okay, yeah. So it just yeah, just just ended. January sixth to seventh. Yeah, so okay. I, was, I saw some some pictures and stuff. That was really cool yeah. in Ahmedabad. Obviously, a lot of new um, conference activity in in uh, in India and and different parts of Asia. So, a lot of uh, interesting expansion going on out there. And yeah. uh, we'll have to get uh, Brent on to give a recap. That'd be nice. I haven't had Brent on in a long time. Yes, yeah, uh, I actually spoke with him uh, earlier this year. We uh, we have uh, some really. Uh, he's he's doing a lot of conferences. Uh, he's doing a Mage Titans in Mexico City. He just did Mage uh, Meet Magento in in uh, India, and then you know they'll be doing Mage Titans in Austin again. And so I was speaking with him and with uh, his daughter um, uh, Madeline, mm-hmm. and Madeline has uh, she's basically the like event 
coordinator for all of these now and she's learning a lot mm-hmm. uh, and she's doing a really good job. And uh, so very, very cool. It's amazing to see when you see the social impact, the social, uh, uh, sorry, the social networking impact of these uh, conferences, especially in India, you see like 150 people taking selfies with like, you know, Ben Marks and you don't realize the reach of, uh, of, shows like Mage Talk and and uh, personalities like Ben Marks and and Brent Peterson and and these people are like little magento celebrities almost like and people never come to India uh, in the magento space so it's it's just so exciting to see people happy to to be meeting people in the community and and doing all that and Brent keeps doing these you know they keep doing these uh magentos doing these events in cities that are sort of underrepresented in the Magento space. So I'm yeah, really cool. Tons. I'm really yeah. excited. Tons of events. Um, another interesting event um, in the Netherlands that uh, is being put on by, um, I guess we saw Yissy, Yissy, right? Yissy. Uh, tweeted it out. And he was Read the one up. that put together um, te- um, the te- te- uh, test, what was it? Test, test, Mage test fest. Test fest. Yes. Mage test fest. Mage He's test really fest. good at putting together, uh, putting together an event. Um, He's really good at putting together an event with only a month of notice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this was, is uh, a, an event happening in March. It's like seven weeks away, eight weeks away. And uh, what is, what is it called? It is Reacticon. called Reacticon. Yeah. And so I Reacticon. guess they're, yeah. they're going to be covering, you know, Magento PWA stuff. Um, yeah. In the Netherlands, March 16th to 17th. And uh, yeah, I mean, if that's what your jam is, um, looks like it should be super. I got to make it out to the, well, we just moved, so we're still settling in, but I'm going to make it out <laughs> very soon. Very, yeah. very uh, soon. Well, he, he actually, what's interesting is, so this is, uh, yeah, PWAs, Magento, uh, obviously the word React is in there. So it's something to do with the React ecosystem, which is really cool. Uh, but you see is a Magento Master 2017 like you said, just put on Mage Test Fest, and uh, you know, is is actually having lots of people turn out for and 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 listen, not not small. It's not. I cannot speak today. It's non-trivial amounts of people that are showing up to these events, but also he's getting a draw of people from Magento to speak about the topics. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So no, he's not just only community. He's actually having Magento proper come and support these events with him, and that's it's uh, really impressive. No, he that yeah, and he's very. I remember when I saw Mage Test Fest coming together, um, and then as I saw the different speakers and sponsors and 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 the excitement around it, he's he's really good at putting on an event. So I think this is going to be interesting. Um, another, another little interesting bit of news, um, James Cowie, uh, who had moved recently from, uh, session, also a Magento master, um, I believe yeah. had moved from session digital to Magento. We've talked a lot about Magento snatching up talent and he was definitely a significant talent that they snatched up and he has actually moved, um, back into the agency e- ecosystem as the CTO for Shero uh, Commerce out in New York. Ooh, New York. It's not Shero Design? Did they change they, their name? Yeah, they actually did rebrand from Shero Design oh, wow. to Commerce. Yep. Um, everybody's getting on the Commerce bandwagon, myself included, yourself included, all of ourselves <laughs> included. Um, and uh, so it's interesting. I think he put out a tweet and he said, you know, uh, it was amazing working at Magento, but uh, the agency, you know, he, he kind of had wanted to get back into the agency life. Um, so you're very interesting. We, we talked a lot about, again, Magento snatching up talent. And, you know, sometimes that talent, you know, prefers to be in the agency ecosystem, right? It's a different animal. Most agencies, solution partners, SIs are maybe a bit smaller. And, you know, somebody might prefer to work for smaller organization or I, I don't know. I don't know what the reasons are, um, but it's definitely an, a, a notable, uh, notable move. It's a, oh, it's a very notable move. And it's, uh, you know, probably the first time that I can think of somebody that came from agency experience working directly for Magento and then going back out into it. I think so. Yeah. I think it's right. Or at least in the developer space. I think I can think of some people in channel or sales. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's really interesting. Uh, well, congratulations, James. I'm I'm hoping uh, you know Shero definitely has been uh, a huge community contributor and uh, have done some just 
really beautiful and, and landmark work in the Magento space uh, in the last few years. And, and uh, they've been on the show a couple times, actually. Uh, I know that they, they did the, the Commerce Hero e-commerce, uh, e-commerce-aholic uh, crossover that you guys did uh, live. Did they, the interview, you guys interviewed them. Magento yeah. New York, yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, so good good luck, uh, James, and your new endeavors. And, and you know, that's really cool. I, I'm glad to see that because this was sort of the thing that I, I was very nervous about with Magento, what I say gobbling up talent, uh, is that the, the agencies, we're, we're creating, you know, we're creating the talent, right? We're giving people the opportunity to, to get the, the, the kind of experience and the real world experience for building stores for merchants. Mm-hmm. And now Magento actually wading into that ter- territory with Magento services, I was really concerned that we... You know, we we can't retain that talent because who can compete with a company like Magento, like for, on every level, right? Yeah, like, yeah. how can we compete with uh, with their ability to offer? You know, oh, just about everything. So uh, it was it was a concern, not something I'm worried too much about, but something I'd voiced. And this is at least encouraging to see that people do still have a desire to go back and work for an agency from time to time. And he's taking a big role. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting to see some motion in the other direction. Uh, speaking of motion in the other direction, another, uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. You, I, I guess you wanted to mention this. Oh, one, so. No, so no, I was going to say that uh, Mark Schust, who uh, actually has been in the uh, react and Docker and, you know, orchestration, uh, I think he did react native for a long time, uh, in, in a startup that he, uh, he had jumped into some time ago, um, which I think, I think he co-founded the startup. I, I remember it was, um, yeah, I think like it was bar a tracking point of sale or liquor, something like that for, it was like liquor analytics for bars. For, uh, yeah. For bars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very interesting stuff. <clears throat> but he, he had this really interesting, uh, business approach. I know he stepped away from Magento for a long time and, uh, but now he's coming back into the Magento game uh, and bringing his talents over to Jamerson. Uh, speaking of e-commerceaholic, uh, uh, but he's going over to Jamerson, and so uh, he'll be joining that team uh, sometime soon. Sounds like he's already getting his 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 uh, feet wet. <sighs> That's a terrible, terrible idiom. Um, he's getting his he's rolling up his sleeves. He's he's digging in. He's getting his hands dirty. That's what I'm trying to say. Feet wet. <laughs> Getting um, your feet wet is actually yeah, a very, very normal idiom for most people, Phil. Most people. That's a terrible, terrible idiom that should just be outlawed. <laughs> if, I'm mid, if I'm president, uh, if you make me president, then uh, no more idioms about feet. Uh, but Jamerson, speaking of which, have you seen TJ's new videos? The I have. Uh, E-commerce-aholic videos? Yeah, he's been starting to put some more editing into his the YouTube last, game. Yeah. The last two that he's put together have been mind-blowing. Lighting is perfect. Videos super sharp, super high quality HD, um, and the com- the content is fantastic. He's got a great delivery. Uh, audio sounds great. I can't say enough good things about it. So go uh, subscribe to him on YouTube, and we'll link it up in the show notes. Search so. for e-commerce aholic on uh, on YouTube. Um, for sure. All right. Well, so a few a few a few little notes. We don't have to spend too much time on it. Magento is going to unveil two point three feature set uh, in the next week or two. Uh, it's going to happen before end of January. They're going to give a live preview. I think they're having a webinar about it uh, that you'll be hearing about real soon. Uh, some things that we think is going to happen as Kaylin and I sort of select and and uh, and move around the dock with our cursors, which you can't see, but it's really no, funny, actually. Um, it's not funny. The advanced CMS, the Bluefoot integration is coming finally. So advanced CMS will land in 2.3. We're, we're also... There's rumors that uh, multi-site uh, inventory, multi-source inventory, MSI project, uh, the community engineering project is actually going to land in 2.3. I heard somebody say that Ale- Alessandro uh, Ronke, is it Ale- Alessandro mm-hmm. Ronke, uh, is, he, is he the one that uh, did the two-factor authentication uh, module? And it's uh, on GitHub. I think he's I the remember. one. So that, that's actually being rolled in as... Uh, uh, a core feature nice. uh, for community engineering. They're going to bring that in in that 2.3 as well. That makes so much sense to have two-factor in the core. That's good. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, and then, and then finally, uh, PHP 7.2 compatibility uh, for those that might care about that. That's a really big deal, and it's going to be a huge project, uh, which sort of signals to me that we should be expecting 2.3 probably you know middle later of the year. Um, but 7.2 actually dropped support for uh, a uh, the the encryption. Uh, module, 
that uh, PHP uses oh. for uh, for data encryption. So that that doesn't exist anymore. So they're going to have to pick up another project to use another M-crypt library to encrypt. Yeah, encrypt. Okay. Uh, gone. Oh, wow. So as, as of seven point two. So the the move to seven point two is going to be a big deal, um, non trivial. So I would say that you. If you want to contribute to that, there's going to be a lot to do. If you want to get in on community engineering, go check it out, and we'll link up uh, where you can hit that in the show notes. Um, and then lastly, the yeah, notes. developer search. New developer, developer search for yep. Q2. Uh, got an announcement from Ben Marks um, at the Meet Magento. Guess this, I'm literally just reading a tweet. <laughs> yeah. You could take, you could take no, this one fine. away. Meet though. Magento India. Uh, ben announced that there would be a new... Uh, certifications that are landing. Actually, I'm really impressed with what Magento U is doing. So, uh, Magento U is uh, has has taken some of the team from Acquia and the Drupal project mm-hmm. uh, and their certification program, and is incorporating. Uh, you know, has some new leadership there, and they're going to in- incorporate some of their really successful uh, uh, community contribution to the. Uh, to the developer exams uh, and uh, certification program into this. So it's going to be really cool. Solution specialists landed last year. There's something like 250 plus uh, certified Magento 2 solution specialists worldwide, of which I'm one. Yes, you are. In March, the certified developer exam is going to land. Uh, May will be the front-end developer exam for Magento 2. And there in June is a brand new exam called the Magento 2 Associate Certified Ooh. developer exam, and that's a. It's going to be a an exam that sits between solution specialist and certified developer, um, and that's an entry level certification only. and And you're going to get that certification only by requiring uh, course attendance. You don't have to pass a. That's multi- a little strange. That's a little. This, this, is the first, well, this is the first time I've heard of that. That's a little strange. Talk me yeah, through this so a little bit. A, so a lot of certifications, like continuing education credits in in uh, for uh, you know medical degrees, that sort of thing, really just require for you to have like an annual like re up on you know. You some go sit in a classroom. You, don't you, pay any attention you go at sit all. in a classroom and you put yeah you put you, you put your time in. Uh, you've attended the class, and the certification basically says, "Hey, you've attended. You've attended the training." Uh, I'm right? not. And that's, I'm not a fan. I'm not. I'm not. This yeah. is my first exposure well, to it. But because from from like from where I stand, a certification is a, is a good signal, right? Like Commerceo, I'm matching people up with developers. If I don't know somebody from Adam, a certification is a good signal, but it's not a great signal because there's issues, there's fake tests, da, 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 whatever. So an even more watered down certification is like uh, going in the wrong direction. Well, there's there's still going to be a developer and a developer plus. There's still going to be a front end dev. This is net new and it's going to be at the bottom of the chain, right? I don't think it hurts us in any way. It just might be inconsequential as far as hiring decisions. Yeah, I don't know if it hurts. It just, it seems, yeah, it seems like it might be. I think what this is going to be able to do for, at least from an agency perspective, if we're looking to hire a junior developer and they've at least got this you know, this, uh, this certification, which doesn't say that they have years of experience with Magento, but that they've, they've at least they got at least some, interest some interest in Magento. Okay. Okay. That's a, that's right? a use case. It sets I can, them apart, right? Yeah. It's not just a PHP developer. It sets them apart as them wanting to actually focus on Magento and, and that, you know, <sighs> it has some mm. value. I don't know if you, it's makes them good at what they do, but it, it shows something. Okay. Right? Okay. I can see that. I think, I think you, I think you might've changed my mind for that specific use case. I'll take it. I'll take it, Phil. It's one, it's one small use case. I'm sure that there's, you know, arguments you can make in both directions, but you know, it and, wouldn't be mage talk if we didn't, if we didn't go yeah, both ways. Most of the scenarios I'm dealing with is somebody wants to hire a, a, a very competent um, developer so that I don't think that would, would, Sure. really ever work in my particular case but sure if you're hiring you're hiring a junior um i can see that i can see that have you ever thought to have you ever thought to yourself about what it would take to you know to broaden that a little bit so i have you know hiring hiring more on the on the less experience I, yeah. you know let me create a profile with all my experience sort of i side. have thought about that and and i think in many ways that's you know so the problem that commerce hero solves is that when somebody wants to hire an experienced magento developer it's it's hard to to, to find that um what sure. most people do is they either do some combination of hiring experienced uh, developers and paying a premium for it, um, or more so they you know hire more junior and do the training in house essentially. And um, it's it, I think 
on the one hand, I think there's less value add that that Commerce Hero can provide there because we're not really matchmaking you with a scarce resource. Um, there's sort of this abundant resource of more junior or less experienced Magento developers. And then the, mm. the work really is in doing the training. Um, and, and agencies are essentially developing a training component to their business, which that's not really what an agency's business is. Their business is to sure. consult, deliver results. So they, they're essentially, and I still feel like there needs to develop some really strong I don't know if boot camp is the right word. There's a lot that's happening around training, but I feel like training is a different core competency from being an agency, but you sort of have no other option. Um, so you, you bring in your junior talent and you, and you do training in house. And I feel like it would be more efficient ultimately to have that as a separate, you know, entity that's doing the training. Um, but yeah, so I don't, it's, I, I don't think it's really a matchmaking problem though, when you're, when you're in the junior realm yeah no, no, no you're, you're probably right you're probably right uh, i mean coming you're back right, to the associate right, exam right. <laughs> <laughs> you come back to that was very bismarcky sort of a like a, a very uh rapish sort of i don't know so if you look at the the associate exam again you come back to that and you think to yourself like well okay on a training level if if someone was able to create a commerce hero profile then link out to, you know, they can sign up for Nomad Mage right there, right? So they're going to get a little bit of that, right? They can get some of that cred. Right. But if they, they can get their Mage2.tv sort of hooked into there too, maybe it can show the level of achievements that they've got with Mage2.tv. I'm giving you product right. ideas. Right. Right. Um, you know, they're, 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 it shows that they've, you know, completed a certain level uh, at Mage2.tv. They've seen a certain, you know, maybe there's badges or... That's got to be worth something, even if they've not actually worked on a Magento site, right? Like they, yeah, no, and and then they're going to fall into like a salary bracket that's you know maybe appealing to a specific type of a merchant. Yeah, right. No, that's a good. Um, that's a that's a good. I can start. I can start to see that coming together where you're tying together, um, you know, these different um, trading opportunities and 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 things that they're stepping stones, working their way up because really to get the certification. And this is what everybody says. You got to actually be working in Magento professionally for a period of time. Yeah. Um, for a long time, so yeah. So how, how yeah. do you get in the door if you're just, you know, starting to learn? And so, yeah, I could see something like that coming together. And it definitely does sound interesting. It's just um, that I just don't haven't had as, as much firsthand experience. I've had a few people express interest in, in hiring more junior developers, but nothing's sort of ended up materializing. Uh, for one reason or another, maybe that's because I haven't uh, introduced the, any asso- associate certification developers into the platform. That's, well, you're gonna. It sounds like something you're gonna have to do. I, pretty I know soon. why you really like this one, though. The reason you I can because because you it. can get it, and <laughs> you're gonna be like 19x certified or something like that very soon. Lord, Lord knows, like it, it just can't continue. It cannot continue. I, there's no way that I will pass a Magento two developer. Plus cert. Oh, that's really? just not gonna happen. You're not gonna. Oh, oh, that's so funny. I just don't see. I don't see it being possible without a tremendous amount of study because I'm just not engaged at the level that I used yeah. to be. I, I've passed the five certs that I've taken without any study. Yep. And it's because I because all the study that I have is years and years and years and years and years of building Magento sites, and I'm just not. I do something different now, and and we were talking about this before in in our episode. Uh, you're a creator of creators, right? Like. You, you have to, like, I'm okay with that and I've made peace with it. And it's, it's kind of tough to, to just recognize it. But that's just, I have to be honest with myself and say that's just not, it's not part of my identity at this moment. Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm not doing cool things. I'm developing all kinds of, I'm working on understanding convolutional neural networks and I'm doing a lot of interesting talks about AI and, and machine How learning. How are we talking I'm, about this more? All, literally all I've been doing for the past three weeks is, is, is learning yeah. about machine learning and AI. Are you doing TensorFlow stuff? No, or? I, I've, I, I, I'm not doing any. I'm not doing anything. I'm not building anything. I have um, heard, you know, some stuff about TensorFlow and and peeked mm-hmm. at it and heard a few talks, you know, some Google I/O talks and some other talks on it. Um, sure. It looks, uh, it looks super interesting. I think that they said yeah. that like the the whole entire algorithm for Google Images class image classification is just literally open source. Um, and yeah. there, there's, there's lots of other, you know, stuff that they're, they're really o- aggressively open sourcing. So anyway, you should, 
you should check it out because there's there are libraries on top of uh, of uh, TensorFlow that make it a little easier to work with than in Python. Yeah. So I would say TensorFlow is like prototype JS, and mm-hmm, then there are libraries mm-hmm. that basically bring like jQuery ness to to machine learning and and uh, and AI. Yeah. But convolutional neural networks are like something totally different than just like straight up back back propagation feed forward. Um, you know, a recurrent neural networks and like just learning about what these things yeah. are is time consuming. Yeah. It's not even, not even the doing, it's the learning about. Yeah. It's funny. I was driving new, when, yeah. when me and Steve were driving over to Austin, I was talking to him about it and he's like, so what's a neural network? And I was like, um, and then I, I, I really, you know, when you have to explain something, you realize you don't really understand it. So then I went through and yeah. I finally got it. And then I was like, what's the difference? Just last night I was looking up, what's the difference between a neural, like deep learn? What is deep learning? And yeah, deep learning, yeah. which is, I, th- I believe three, four five years old ish. It's a, a pretty significant innovation. And a lot of the stuff they've done with like beating the, uh, with AlphaGo where they beat all the best yeah, Go yeah, players AlphaGo, in the world, right, right, right. uh, has, has been using that. And so that uses a deep neural network, which is essentially a neural network with lots of additional layers. But, and I've heard about convolutional neural networks, but I don't know what that is. So I, I'm literally going to go Google that afterwards and see if I can actually understand it. But it's, if, if you just, the first step to understanding neural networks is, is you need to have a visualization and there's a great mathematical explanation for this that doesn't require you to actually understand the calculus behind it, but you but it gives a lot of great visualization. So go check out um, three blue, one brown on YouTube. It's a it's actually a a calculus um, and and mathematics channel that I've been subscribed to for some time, but they they actually do a really great job of visuals. They 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 have great motion graphics. And nice. so they they do a really good job of explaining really hard to grok concepts in calculus and and all of uh, all of this stuff has its roots in uh, in calculus yeah, like basically. hardcore so math and yeah. linear algebra yeah, and stuff yeah. and for sure it's for sure. Uh, yeah. no it's super and and I mean we could you know could go nuts on this but I'm curious if uh, if there are any interesting like machine learning applications within e-commerce with you know you know v- vendors that would plug into Magento like recommendation engines and things like that are there any ones in particular that you've seen that you've been you know pretty so yes uh, so pretty much anything that has that has uh, uh, an output that you know any any sort of an output can be technically like hooked up to a machine learning you know algorithm or you could plug TensorFlow in and say this is machine learning sure. um, because that you could have one node and that one node could be unaffected by a second like hidden layer node and that and, and make almost no decision whatsoever and pass through the result to another so this is why I think there's a lot of marketing. Hype around it because you could hype around it for sure. Right, right. You 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 could effectively have machine learning, but it never actually do much of anything. You know, nothing complex anyway. So yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, it's it's like the it's like the internet. You know, ten or fifteen years ago, there was a lot of BS buzzwordy stuff. And sure. at the same time, there was real stuff happening that was going to play out over the coming decade and, you know, to the point, uh, the maturity of the internet that we see today. So I think the same is true. I think yeah. you can sit there and, and call BS on a lot of stuff and say, this is all BS, or you can kind of look for the signal in the noise and look for you know the interesting stuff that's happening and the interesting opportunities um, so I don't. Yeah, that's not to say that there's not like there's not good stuff out there. I think I think there is good stuff out there, but I I don't know that you will be able to recognize it right now in the same way that you probably couldn't have recognized totally. what was good back then either, and right? You're you you don't know enough, and we don't have totally. enough experience in the marketplace to understand what's transformation. Yeah, that's what I'm. Um, that's what I'm kind of trying to do. The past several weeks, I've been diving in. Is I'm trying to like wrap my and you can go really deep technical. You can start looking at Python and 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 try to start building stuff, or you can stay a little bit higher level and just, or you can be super high level and just not either you know have no meaningful understanding of anything. Uh, but I'm really trying to understand like what are the interesting opportunities. I still think you have to go very narrow. Um, you know, I, I heard this interesting interview from the founder of X.ai, 
the scheduling, yeah. you know, Amy, the scheduling, you know, yep. AI. Yep. And I think they have something like 150 people. Um, they would been working closed beta for the past several years. It became commercial relatively recently. And I think they have like a hundred people doing manual classification, uh, of things because the, you know, the tricky thing with machine learning is it's like, it's like all this magic stuff that a computer is doing, but then you end up realizing yeah. you need, you got to train it. You need yeah. to just. What they call human in the middle. Like you, you have to train. You have to train it with something, especially when it's you know this kind of new concept. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So it's um. Yeah. So anyway, it's just that we just totally went off on that, but um, it's, yeah, it's no, an no, interesting it's topic. And, and if anybody, well, it's stuff that you have to know. Like you, you need to know this in 2018. You need to know what what's happening, right? You're, you're not going to apply it in 2018, but by 2020, 2021, this is stuff that I think will be cutting edge that we're going to have to be working on. So. I think so. It's, you know, Google has this thing of, of machine learning is going to be everywhere. That's why they're putting out TensorFlow. That's why they're putting these things out there is that every application developer is going to be pulling, every application is going to be intelligent to a certain extent. People are going to be pulling libraries in and pulling, you know, the, this this type of logic into your applications. Um, and, and that, it sounds cool on a high level. I'm still trying to wrap my head around what that, really looks like because on the other hand you kind of have to have a certain orientation around data in order to have a truly like machine learning first you know like google said they're transitioning to being a machine learning first organization like in the same way that you know you you know website can be mobile first where it's not just a little bit of support for mobile but it's truly mobile first you really care first and foremost about that experience and you know, Google has said they're be- becoming machine learning first. I think that was several years ago. But um, to, to to really think about like what's your data, what's your data acquisition strategy, like how are you funneling all that into something that's and you like the amount of data and manual classification you need to do, even the most trivially interesting thing is just is a little bit overwhelming. Um, and, and I've thought a little bit about like, could I bake this into my commerce hero matching algorithm? That seems like potentially an opportunity. But then I thought, well, I probably don't have enough data. I mean, if I have a few thousand matches, that's probably nothing, you know, in terms of the, the, the quantity of data you need to do machine learning stuff. So I think I might've lost you. And we're having connection issues. So I guess that means that, uh, we're being told uh, by the man upstairs we need to wrap up. So thanks for listening to Mage Talk. Uh, make sure you hit us up on magetalk.com. Leave some feedback about this episode. Uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five star. You can also listen on Stitcher uh, and Google Play Podcasts and uh, anywhere else you get your podcasts. Uh, but thanks for listening and we'll see you later. Thanks. Thanks.